0: The Lloyd's List Shipping Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Lloyd's List Podcast. I'm Richard Mead, editor of Lloyd's List. Whether you were listening to turgid ministerial speeches or engaging in insurance analysis and forecasting this week, business as usual for shipping felt a little bit different for many of us because for the first time in a very long time, much of the discussion was conducted live rather than from behind a screen, at least for some of us. London International Shipping Week and Iumi, the annual marine insurance get-together, have offered some interesting headlines from the various debates and conferences, but the content was almost secondary to the rather startling fact that people were actually having the discussions up close and personal in London. Now we know that not everyone was able to join, and I am well aware of the listeners outside of the UK. but. The topics under discussion this week are significant for the entire maritime industry. So I've gathered a handful of our intrepid editorial explorers who've been out and about selflessly ploughing their way through canapes and schlepping from cocktail reception to conference this week, all with the intention of giving you a bit of insight into what it all means and what we've learned this week. I'm joined in the room by our reporter, Declan Bush. Hello. Hello. Hello, Richard. And our Chief Correspondent, Richard Clayton. Hello, Richard. And beamed in from the remote East London outpost of Loisless Towers, our insurance and law editor, David Osler. Afternoon, Richard. So, uh, I'm going to come to each of you for your key takeaways from the week. Declan, I know you've been uh, keenly listening into the uh, nuance of the uh, environmental debates as uh, industry and politicians jostle for position in advance of COP. Dave, you've been diving deeply into the uh, maritime insurance debates... I have some thoughts on why Ayumi matters to everybody. But I'll start with you, Richard, and ask you for your views on the, the general vibe from this week as everybody started getting back into rooms together and getting up close and personal. How do you think
0: it's gone? I think it's gone extremely well. Um, what i really loved about this London Shipping Week is that it, it had an emphasis on the human element, and it was there up close and personal, if you like, that the dinner last night not a mask in sight, by the way. Um, So much conversation, so much interaction, and this is what shipping is all about. I want to bring three points to you, not necessarily down that road, but three points that jumped out that I think have much wider um, consequences. And the first one is on Tuesday morning at the UK Chamber of Shipping, uh, one of the very senior uh, civil servants, Andrew Mitchell, was talking on Brexit uh, creating an immediate expectation of change and I think this is something we as an industry um, fail to understand. Everything has to be done now, Decarbonization has to be done now, digitalization has to be done now and it's this understanding the expectation of change all the way through everything that we do. Um, there was a, a very good quote Uh, in something that I went to about in Singapore they were looking to um, employ drones to take 3D printed parts from the shore to the ship and two years ago I was talking about this and apparently they've tried again and again and again but it rain stopped it or the ship was too far away or it was too choppy or whatever and they've had to go to back to plan B which is using the boat But this expectation that it's going to happen now has been with us all the way through the industry. The second uh, thing that jumped out at me was the idea that not only seafarers but also people working ashore should take responsibility for their own careers. Now that sounds sensible, doesn't it? But now that all the training and the learning is online, Each of us should work out where we want to go with our careers and how we bring together all those uh, opportunities so that we can go where we want to go. Um, The third one is about trusting your senses. I went to a book launch and this is uh, aircraft pilots they've done a lot of work on Safety and the things that go wrong and how can we train against those and and then using that expertise and bringing it back onto the bridge And one of the guys there was saying When you go onto the bridge when you go into your companies Use your eyes use your ears, but use all of your senses. What's what feels wrong? What's wrong and it's experience that really it matters here you know you're not going to get that experience when you've only been there a day or two so don't overlook the importance of um, doing things immediately it's not going to happen immediately don't overlook taking responsibility for your own career and thirdly don't overlook um, the importance of using your senses
1: it's interesting. You probably wouldn't have got to most of those conversations if we had been doing this via scheduled Zoom chats. And that's, I think, the interesting thing for me this week, is that it's the conversations you didn't expect to be having that have been coming up. And I think that's important. Absolutely. Um, less lucky for you, Dave, because uh, you have been um, valiantly um, pursuing the uh, insurance uh, future market via uh, the, your laptop because unfortunately iumi for, for yet another year has been a virtual conference H- how did the experience sit with you what's what's the key takeaways from Iumi this year
2: well that's right Richard while well, you and the rest of the team were out swaggering from party to party and drowning all the wine um, I was getting up early every morning in order to log on to zoom calls so awesome. yeah it, um, something of a Different experience for the last two weeks for me. But that said, um, looks like the marine insurance sector is in pretty good shape. Um, aggregate premiums up by about 6% in 2020 from 28.3 billion to 30 billion. Technically, increases in all four classes, but the rise in PI calls was just 0.0. So, yeah, zero in effect, I guess. But, yeah, nothing went down.
1: It's interesting. I mean, in terms of the discussion, do you think there is, um, you know, optimism in the market? I think one of the most startling headlines I saw coming from you this week was the fact that, you know, the well-documented decline of Lloyds in the marine sector has finally become a sort of tangible reality that everyone's taken notice of because China has has roundly come up into second place well above Lloyd's these days. I mean is this the decline of Lloyd's that we've been predicting for so long do you think?
2: It's the decline of Lloyd's. It's also the rise of marine insurance with Chinese characteristics. Um, Inevitable I was told by insurance insiders given that a greater part of the world fleet is now Asian owned and they're going to be turning to Chinese underwriters but I, I think the marker of the optimism is that uh, whereas we've seen over 30 underwriting entities depart from the marine sector since the Lloyd's Dsel De- 10 crackdown four years back there are reports of uh, three or four coming back into the market in the last couple of years so yeah I guess follow the money right if people are coming back in um they obviously think there's a profit to be made.
1: Interesting. And going back to the uh, London shipping week, Declan, you've been uh, crossing paths with me sort of on and off this week. You've been in and out of the environmental debates, as have I. Um, what, what do you think is the, the, the key takeaway from where we stand at the moment? Bear in mind, we're having these discussions In the context of a forthcoming COP discussion, and that's the big climate change summit post-Paris, we uh, as a society have committed to uh, ever tightening the uh, climate change measures. And COP really is the big waypoint for us, not a shipping-specific discussion, but it is going to colour a lot of the discussions that we have from here on. So it's
3: big and it's important. Well, it seems to be a case of the more things change, the more they stay the same. We've got mounting pressure from COP, from the MEPC coming up, from any, any number of, of high profile discussions but the question, well there's no longer any question of if or why it's now a question of how but the how is no more certain than it was I would say a year ago or even two years ago. Mm. We've got the, the crowded field of future fuels and as um, industry players, technical experts look more into those options, more and more challenges are becoming apparent so there's there's definite certainty that there is a need to act and that pressure will only grow stronger. But how to do so is still wide open. Mm. I think it's interesting. I've been talking on a number
1: of panels this week and I've had the more ambitious end of the industry who are loosely described as the coalition of the willing and they are mainly interested in in positioning shipping on on a political platform to be... Ambitious and in the right place and they're doing that very specifically in the context of COP because what happens at COP Is ultimately going to color the political decisions and allow those governments to then come back to the IMO and debate market-based mechanisms That's a very long-winded Sort of uh, rationale on their part, but it is massively important because it will color the future of political debate in this industry for at least the next decade So it is very important Meanwhile, we also then see the ship owners responding on a very pragmatic and practical level, effectively saying what you're saying, Declan, which is, that's great, but at the moment, I don't have any options in front of me that look like a tangible reality in terms of cost-effective measure. Any of the issues that I'm looking at are available merely at a pilot project stage. There's no scale. And the other problem is that we have no confidence that the regulatory clarity that we have now, lack of there, is, really uh, going to allow us to make decisions with any certainty that we're not going to get bitten on the bottom, come uh, a a U-turn from either the Europeans or the global regulators uh, down the line. Because frankly, there is no clarity right now in terms of what happens next. So it is a bit of a Mexican standoff between those who are wanting and willing to make a proactive change, but don't see any real economically viable options in front of them, and those who say, you're just going to have to take a leap of faith and, and, and follow the political process. And I, I, I wonder which of those is going to be uh, the winner, ultimately. But I guess it's sort of wait and see on that one. The, the other issue, of course, that's been coming up, and uh, both of you, Bridget uh, and Declan, sadly, Dave, you won't have seen this, but there has been a, uh, an interesting level of UK political debate this week, um, not least because it is London Shipping Week, but also we have found ourselves in the middle of a cabinet reshuffle. So for the vast majority of the week, We have been wondering who the Shipping Minister is. Turns out it's the same one as we had before. Um, Whether that is a good thing or a bad thing I have no idea, particularly given that he announced last night at the gala dinner that uh, as a teenage boy he had a poster of the Cutty Sark on his bedroom wall. Um, I'm not entirely sure he should be wearing that as a badge of honour, but I I don't know what that says about him, but uh, anyway. He seemed very enthusiastic. I wonder whether that sort of show of enthusiasm is going to be enough to convince UK maritime industry that they have the backing of the government. I mean, Richard, you've been around a lot longer than I. You've seen more shipping ministers go than I have. I mean, do you think that the commitment from the British government was sufficient this week?
0: That's a really good question. I think the commitment from the British government has... um has a lot, there, there are lots of different commitments the government is making. Uh, the green one is, is fairly strong, and I think it, it is going to uh, drive what we do. But in terms of the actual shipping... I'm not sure we're, as, we're, we're any further forward than we were, let's say, five years ago. And yes, you're absolutely right. We, uh, we sat at dinner the other night and thought how many shipping ministers we could remember <laughs> over the past 35 years. And in the mists of time, they disappear. Some of them were excellent. Yes, um, yes. You know, so it's it's a a pity we've lost some of those, yes. Well,
1: yes, I mean, uh, yes. It's a a niche pub game to try and name the last 20 shipping ministers, but uh, it keeps some of us entertained.
3: It seems like the ball's very clearly in the government's court. The industry's made its case, um, but the investment that we're now asking for is unprecedented, and it remains to be seen uh, whether we'll get that investment, uh, who will be the person delivering it. Um, I heard the word... Maybe uncharitably described as peanuts, the government's 20 million or so investment from this week. 23 million. That's pretty accurate. Oh, no such thing, no such thing. But when you compare that to the billions being splashed out around the world, it does make you sit back and wonder. But at the same time, the industry's, I think, at least in the UK, speaking with one voice, there's there's technology centres in Southampton, right next to the maritime university projects, there's the classification societies, they agree on what needs to be done, at least there, and it just remains to be seen whether we'll get it or not. Mm. Yes, we will wait and see. Uh, But it has been an
1: interesting week. Um, For anybody who uh, wants to hear a recording of the shipping minister's now infamous speech, I have one. It's uh, available at very reasonable rates if anyone wants to listen back. Uh, but for now, uh, for another London shipping week, another Ayumi, um, we will leave it there, uh, and we will come back and follow up many of the conversations we've had this week uh, with analysis on loislist.com. So keep your eyes peeled for uh, information intelligence over the coming weeks related to these conversations. But for now, thank you for listening to the Loislist podcast.